0: Your passion for Roth IRAs is truly kind of inspiring.
1: Welcome to the Mach One Market Moment, where we provide financial information on topics such as investing, insurance, financial planning, and everything related to your money. A quick reminder that the hosts of the show are employees of Mach One Financial Group. This podcast is for informational purposes only, and nothing said in the show should be taken as investment advice. Employees and clients of Mach One Financial Group may maintain positions in the securities or strategies discussed. We upload a brand new podcast every Thursday, so be sure to subscribe to our show so you never miss an episode. Also, follow us on all of our social media platforms. We are Mach One Financial Group on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube.
2: Matt and Matt, we're here for episode number 65, and today we're talking everything about Roth IRA conversions. Conversions, that's a very important word today, right? Matt Walters, and we also have Matt Hager here, our marketing director and our producer today. Well, I should give Erica kudos because she's doing some of the producing. Okay, so Matt, we're talking about Roth. We've got Roth contributions and we've got Roth conversions. Today's podcast is going to be about conversions, but explain to our listeners the difference between a contribution and a conversion.
0: Yeah, so this is we've talked about Roth conversions and contributions several times, I feel like, over the last year, but it's been a hot topic. I mean, with potential tax legislation changes and you know new administration taking over it's been on kind of everybody's mind so the difference between contribution and conversions contributions are direct contributions from your earned income in the in a specific calendar year so like you know if you made a hundred thousand dollars this year and you want to put up to the limit either six or seven thousand depending on your age into a Roth ira you know as long as you have earned income and you don't make too much money then you can put a contribution directly into that account a conversion is when you have you already have funds in an ira or 401k or tax deferred account that you want to go ahead and pay the taxes on and move those funds into an, a roth ira that is a conversion so there's you know different limits different amounts you know income all that um to both scenarios
2: and the whole point of a roth roth ira is you pay the tax now and you never, ever, ever, ever pay the tax again, including your heirs. Where there's an IRA, you tax defer until you pull it out. And you just don't know how much the tax is going to be because you don't know what the tax rate will be when you pull it out. So a lot of good reasons to be thinking about Roth IRAs and Roth conversions uh, right now. All right, so that's what a Roth conversion is. So Matt, you kind of hit on it about what types of accounts you can actually convert to a Roth IRA. So, what are some typical accounts that we would see here in our office? Well, I
0: mean, the most common would just be a traditional IRA. If somebody has a traditional IRA um, that they've that they have funds in, that would be, you know, what you could convert from. There are, you know, there are other types of accounts. You can have different types of IRAs, but an IRA in general, regardless of the specific type of IRA, it is. Um, as long as it's tax deferred, you know, then those are funds. That's those are funds that you could pull from, convert over into the Roth.
2: And it doesn't matter how much it is. The government is happy for you to pay all the tax right now. So it doesn't matter if your IRA is large or small. There's no six thousand or seven thousand dollar limit. The limit is do you have the cash to pay the tax? Right. We'll, we'll cover that in just a seconds here. Okay. So who's eligible? Can I do a Roth conversion? Can you do a Roth conversion? Can Matt Hager do a Roth conversion?
0: Yeah, there, there really are no eligibility requirements for Roth conversions.
2: So earned income, not an issue? No. Doesn't matter if you have earned income or not. You can be retired and do it. You can be working and do it.
0: It actually could be better if you don't have any earned income.
2: Ah, why is that, Matt?
0: Well, because the conversion, you know, we can convert more. Most likely in a lower bracket if we're not adding that on top of our other income, earned income or whatever it may be.
2: So that's a good point. So any monies, any money you have in an IRA, 401k, tax-deferred account that you convert to a Roth on your income tax at the end of the year, it looks strangely like income.
0: Yeah, well it'll (laughs) look exactly like it from a tax (laughs) standpoint.
2: Even though you didn't bring it home, you convert it to a Roth IRA, on your taxes, it'll look like you just got that amount of money as income. Right. So you're gonna pay taxes on it. So like Matt said, you wanna make sure you don't do too much because you could bump you in a higher tax bracket, which you may not be later on. So you gotta have some, you gotta do some analysis on this to be what the sweet spot is to how much to convert.
0: Absolutely, yeah, I definitely wanna crunch numbers. One of the best times for people can be, every, every situation is different, but is are those first few years of retirement So if you retire and all of your earned income goes away, and let's say we have some non-qualified funds or resources that we plan on living on those first few years of retirement. From an income standpoint, you may be in like a 0% tax bracket very well. If you're pulling from non-qualified funds or cash that you have at the bank or wherever it may be those first few years of retirement, well, that could be an excellent time. To do some bigger Roth conversions and try to get that money moved over before then maybe social security kicks in or you're starting to take money from your IRAs or 401k or so there's you definitely some strategy about when you do it how much you do it and all those types of things
2: that'd be a great strategy too because you've got that huge standard deduction too that would offset some of the taxes right uh, and we're working with clients right now we're thinking about using some donor advised funds to help offset some taxes so there's a lot of things you can do to help minimize your tax liability and speaking of taxes matt where would be the best place to pull money to pay taxes on a roth conversion
0: i mean the best place is to pay for it out of pocket so to pay the taxes out of pocket so cash you at the bank you know non qualified investment funds something that's not in an ira or roth because when you're converting if you're over 59 and a half you can withhold the taxes from the conversion. The downside to that is the net amount that gets deposited into the Roth IRA account is then less because it's minus whatever you had withheld for taxes. So the more we get into the Roth, the better. If you're pre 59 and a half and you're doing a conversion, then you definitely wanna pay the taxes because out of pocket or with cash, because any taxable amount that if you try to have the taxes withheld, that's gonna be looked at as an early distribution. So the amount that's withheld for taxes that doesn't get moved over to the Roth is gonna have an additional 10% penalty. So there's one more reason you'd wanna to try to pay the tax portion out of pocket. So let's
2: put some numbers on that. So if we wanna do a $100,000 conversion, and if I have, let's say our tax bracket is 25%, make the math easy for us. So that'd be $25,000 in taxes. So, I can either put $100,000 from my IRA into the Roth and reach over here in some other account and pay the $25,000 in tax, or I can take my $100,000 IRA, turn it into a $75,000 Roth, and pay $25,000 in taxes. Right. Now, that's if I'm over 59 and a half. If I'm under 59 and a half and I put 75 in and take 25 to pay the tax, I owe another 10% penalty on that 25,000. Right. So your points right. If you you the best place to do is if you have after-tax funds to pay the tax. Not everybody can do that, but you just need to know all the parameters that go along with that. Matt, we talked earlier before we started recording about some things you ought to think about too. Let's say you are 64, 65 in that area where you're you're already planning to take Medicare. What does Roth conversions do to your Medicare payments?
0: Well, they can if you they can increase your Medicare payments so they can really kind of jack up your Medicare payments and you were mentioning with Irma it goes back that has like a two-year look back so even if you did Roth conversions at 63 and it bumped up your in your tax bracket and increased your taxes and all those things well that can have a uh, an effect
2: two years from now when you go to qualify for Medicare and apply for that So the moral of that story is, before you go out and rush out and do a Roth conversions, and we think they're wonderful, by the way, but you need to make sure you have a plan. How much? When? When do you want to pay the tax? Know all those things before you rush out and do it. And we can do that here at Mach 1, right, Matt?
0: Yeah, absolutely. We can help you crunch the numbers and do all that analysis for you. One thing to keep in mind, and I think this is a common misconception, is you know, why would I want to take my $100,000 account and make it a $75,000 account? In the example that you just gave. So why would I want to, if I had the taxes withheld, move that over, because I had 100,000, now I've only got 75, so I have less money, right? You have to always look at everything from an after, on an after-tax basis. So what is the net amount to you after taxes? And in both scenarios, whether you have 100,000 in a traditional IRA, or a $75,000 in Roth, assuming you're in a 25% bracket, they're identical, right? So it, it there's a lot of education that's been out there for a long time about where you should put money and how you should let it grow and whether it should be tax deferred or not. But what you ultimately have to keep in mind in the Roth versus traditional, or Roth 401k versus traditional 401k, is it's a tax question. Are you gonna be in a higher tax bracket or lower tax bracket? when you're putting the money in versus when you're taking it out. And that's all it boils down to.
2: That's a great question. If our listeners are sitting out there right now, if you say in the future, are my taxes going to be the same? Are they going to be lower? Are they going to be higher? That'll help you make the decision whether you need to do anything with a Roth or not. If you think they're going to be higher than they are today, you seem like a good candidate to have at least a discussion about a Roth conversion. So how would somebody convert an IRA, a 401k to a Roth, how do they do that? Well, the easiest way, like clients, you know, with us, we custody at TD Ameritrade. So let's say they've
0: someone has a, an IRA at TD and a Roth IRA at TD, then, you know, it's just submitting some paperwork to TD Ameritrade and and asking them to transfer the funds over. And on that form, you know, you're, you're making the determination of whether you want taxes withheld or how much or whatever the situation may be. So assuming the accounts all, are already open it it can and kind of should be a pretty straightforward process now if you need to go out and open accounts you're obviously going to have to walk through that but um, it's it's not difficult the difficult part is figuring out should you
2: and when and how much that is the key and if someone has a 401k and they say you know what i might want to do that now well, there are some different rules about getting money out of a 401k. And if your 401k has a Roth IRA portion, you could actually do that there. But again, like Matt said, should you, if you should, how much and when? Uh, and we can help you with all of those questions. Okay, Matt. So we put, we got money now into a Roth IRA. What are the rules about pulling it out? So. This is me and you were talking
0: before we got on here, Mike. This has kind of been a big gray area for a long time in the tax code. Just a lot of misunderstood uh, code here. I think even I've talked to a lot of CPAs and I've got conflicting advice. But, um, but ultimately what it boils down to is there's a, for most situations, there's a five-year rule in terms of how long you need to have the account open and or funded. So a couple different... Things here, I'll try to explain this clearly. So, let's say you're doing Roth conversions, since that's our primary topic for today. Every time you do a conversion, there is a five year rule or five year period that you need to wait before you start to take those funds out. So, if you have a strategy to convert over the next three or four years, so maybe we're going to convert, you know, $20,000 per year over the next few years. Each one of those $20,000 conversions are going to have a separate five year look back or rule, you know, period that you have to leave the funds in there before you can withdraw.
2: So, so Matt, just to make clear, so we got a 65 year old and they want to do the what you just said, $20,000 a year. So they need to be prepared to leave that money alone for the, that five year period for each conversion and each conversion stands on its own. Now we're talking conversions now. Okay. So now we got conversion. Every conversion has its own Five-year waiting period,
0: and what, and when you think about, I mean, anytime you're doing a conversion, that typically that shouldn't be an issue because that should be a longer-term strategy, right? the 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 goal of that should be to get the funds into the Roth and then let those funds grow for, you know, ideally as long as possible before you need to really start taking them out. So. It, it's, you know, there's no point in doing a Roth conversion and then taking the funds out the next year. You might as well just take the distribution from your IRA. It's going to be the same from a tax perspective. So so to, hopefully not an issue, but definitely something you want to be aware of. I, th- I think it's probably something a lot of people
2: aren't aware of. And, and just to add to this, now contributions are a little bit different. Right. Any money you put in a contribution, you can take out right away. You can take contributions out any time. The growth however has a 5 year rule on it and it also has a 59 and a half age limit on it correct Correct All right All right so contributions conversions we we're mainly talking about conversions today Here's a good question for you Matt So I'm I'll be soon be 62 I do some conversions and now let's say I'm 68 and I pass away What happens
0: Will the the funds stay
2: in the Roth and are left tax-free to your heirs? Tax-free to my heirs. It doesn't matter what the tax rates are. And now they have up to, if I leave it to one of my children, they have up to how long to take it out of the Roth? Ten years. So at the end of ten years, they just can't leave it inside the Roth and continue growing tax-free the rest of their life. They get to take it out tax-free and do whatever they want. They can put it into a Roth at their time, whatever the contribution limit is for them, but it can grow tax-free as long as I have it in at least 10 more years for them tax-free. That's awesome. Okay. All right. So, okay, Matt, so let's say we have a client and we've done a Roth conversion and then the taxes go down. I know that doesn't sound like it's feasible, but let's say it did. And they pay tax this year at 25%. And next year, they're in the 12% bracket. Can they undo the Roth conversion? No, no. Un- under the CARES Act last year, I believe that's correct. That changed. Once you do a Roth conversion, you're locked in. You're locked into it. You cannot undo it. Used to, you could re-characterize it, but you can no longer do that. Okay. Whew, wow. A lot of stuff about Roth conversions today. All right. Again, we're talking conversions, folks. The government lets you convert all you want as long as you pay the tax and they're happy for you to take Pay that tax bill. So be careful before you start thinking about this. If you think your taxes are going to be higher in the future, you should give us a call here at Mach One and let's go through your situation just to make sure that you've considered all the elements that it will impact, like your your Medicare, uh, like your tax brackets, uh, when you need to take the money out, among a few. All right, Matt, is there anything else we should know about the Roth conversion today?
0: I think we
2: I, I think we covered it. All right. Well, good. Matt's a wealth of knowledge here. Come here to Mach 1. Give us a call. We'll talk to you about your Roth, your Roth IRA contributions or your Roth conversions. Erica, can you tell folks how they can submit a question?
1: Yes, you can submit any questions that you have to the podcast section on our website or email us at podcast at mock-onefinancial.com. financial.com.
2: All right, folks, so that's it for today. We appreciate you listening to the Mock One Market Moment. We would like to end each podcast with a thaw of the day. This one is from someone we all know. I love the Roth IRA. Tax-free income in retirement is a truly great deal. That's it for today, folks. Thanks for listening to to us here at the Mach 1 Market Moment. We look forward to you joining us next time on the podcast.
1: provide tax or legal advice you should speak with your tax or legal advisor regarding your specific situation for full disclosures please visit www.moc-1financial.com disclosures